This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. Black Coffee is a podcast hosted by Kari Frazier and Frida Sampson Weekly. Weekly, Frida and Kari welcome guests to discuss the rich history of Black leadership, entrepreneurship, artistry, and social justice. My Natural Hair is a podcast that shares all the information you're looking to learn about natural hair. The movement, the styles, growing your hair naturally and meeting other people, part of the natural hair culture and movement. My Natural Hair is hosted by LaDonna Sims and Markeisha St. Clair from Hair Goals 313. Collectively, LaDonna and Markeisha have over 25 years of experience doing natural hair. The Detroit is Different podcast is about exposing artistry, business, ideas, and dynamic people, places, and things that make Detroit a mecca. Tune in weekly and subscribe to get the true stories from the people shaping the culture of an American classic city. Tune in weekly to the Piper Carter podcast with Piper Carter for a conscious take on music, arts, politics, and fashion. The founder of We Found Hip Hop has a say on what you should know about culture with a balanced conscience. You're listening to the Ask Jennifer podcast on the Detroit is Different podcast network. Welcome, everybody. This is Jennifer Crawford of Ask Jennifer, and welcome to Ask Jennifer, the podcast, where we discuss everything small business. We're going to hear from some of our small business experts, inspiring entrepreneurs, uh, and we, we tape every week. We are here every week. We want you to listen and subscribe and get all of the information you need so that you can take your small business to the next level. We have all these amazing, important guests that come on to share their information with you, what they've learned from their experiences, and today we're going to be talking about how to secure funds for your business. It's so important to secure the right funds for your business. And you know what? Even if you don't have a lot of funds for your business, there's definitely different things that you can do to take your business to the next level by using some free tools also. But we have two guests here today, which is Cassie Corvos from The Build Institute and Amy Rencher from Swat City uh, Tech Town. So thank you ladies for being here today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so are you guys excited to talk about how to secure funds for your business? Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> The we most have, fun thing to talk about. It's money. Money is the most fun thing to talk about and also very scary to talk about because I know I like... As my business grows, the funding is like the money aspect of it was a scary thing. Being in business now for me, it's six years. I just got an accountant maybe two years ago. And it's something that I wish I have gotten before, but I felt like I don't have any money. So what is he counting? I could probably just count this myself. And even now I'm just like, do I really need an accountant? But like (laughs) all of the things of how it flows, it's just, it's so important. So I wanted to get a little bit of information from you, Cassie, on like how you got started. So... I, uh, I'm currently working with the Build Institute, helping entrepreneurs get funding through a very community-centric approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been doing that because I've, I've just been involved in so many uh, community projects, and it's overwhelming to know where to get started <laughs> to get funding. Very um, overwhelming. So overwhelming. You don't really know where to start, and it's scary to ask people for help. So a lot of what I'm working on is helping people make that connection between storytelling and fundraising and doing that outreach with the community. One thing you said was asking people for help. That is one thing that I definitely have a problem with, not just like in finance or anything like that, just in my business overall, I have a hard time with delegation and asking for help because I feel like my business is my baby 
and who's going to do exactly what I want them to do when they're doing this. Are they going to do it as good as me? Are they going to put you know their passion into it as much as I have? So I'm I am such a horrible person with asking for help, and I at this point I'm getting a little better, but uh, that's hard. It yeah, I definitely need some work. I definitely need some work on that. Uh, and so how long did you say that you've been working with um, the Building Institute? I've been there for about a year and a half now. About a year and a half. And I know that uh, I used to have build bazaars within All Things Detroit. Um, people who do, do not know All Things Detroit is a small business showcase that I host three times a year at the historical Eastern Market in Detroit. And we are gearing up for 2019. Uh, and I just want to throw that plug in there. But uh, we used to host build, uh, build bazaars within All Things Detroit when I really first started at the Eastern Market. And I actually ran into some great businesses and, and built relationships. And they continue to do All Things Detroit to this day. So I, I always recommend that businesses definitely look into build for sure. It's great to hear you. We always have opportunities and we're always looking to get more people involved in our community. And I'm actually, uh, I actually spoke in a build class back in uh, October and um, it was a great experience. It was actually my first time speaking in a build class. Oh, thank you so much for coming. <laughs> thank you guys for having me. And we're going to get to Amy. Amy, tell me a little bit about uh, how you started with SWAT City and a little bit about your background. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Amy Rencher. I'm the director for Tech Town SWAT City program. That's our neighborhood small business support program. We work in seven neighborhoods of the city, uh, working with uh, brick and mortar businesses along key commercial corridors, um, building density, helping more clusters of um, retail neighborhood corridors. Um, so my background is varied. <laughs> I've been with TechTown uh, almost four years now. Um, I started as a project, and the time it was a project manager, so I started working with small business owners one on one in Northwest Detroit. Um, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. Uh, my grandfather owned a grocery store in Dearborn, and so um, you know I fondly remember being in the store growing up, him singing in the aisle. <laughs> that was a big highlight for me, being behind the register with mom. Um, those are really good memories for me. And uh, my sister and her wife uh, own two small businesses now in Ann Arbor, um, and it's a real source of pride for me mm-hmm. uh, to to be a part of that community, not only where I work, uh, but you know, as a in the personal sense. Um, small businesses support Michigan's economy. Um, yes, they're a huge driver for jobs, um, for economic stability, and for wealth building. And it's uh, I think it's really important that we recognize that in the age of Amazon and yes. big box discount stores. <laughs> They're good for some things, but, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I want folks to be, and, and, and so what I hope people, you know, take away from part of this conversation is the, you know, importance of shopping local, right, in this holiday season, how far your dollar goes when you choose to support that entrepreneur. That is uh, the complete and overall vision of Ask Jennifer is that I do the marketing and the branding, but I create uh, platforms for small business. And so I have the all things marketplace for small businesses to set up a store. And then there's also the all things ticketing site that um, we're launching in 2019 that we're almost complete with. We're running through testing where small businesses, if you're hosting events, you'll be able to host your tickets and sell your products also to where it's not, you know, like charging you like Eventbrite and all these these hidden fees because it's so important. It's it's hard when you're a small business. That little bit, those, those fees really can, they build up a lot. Uh, I used to use Eventbrite for tickets all the time and there's two fees. So if you sell a certain number of tickets then there's one fee and then later on after the event, there's another fee and you're just like, what am I paying for? Like, why is it all these fees? Uh, and so like, we're all in the business of making money. Of course, we want to make money. But I feel like if you are a person who are pas- is passionate about what you do and helping people, the money will come. 
the money will definitely come. Uh, so securing funds for, for small business can definitely be very, very hard. And if you're not educated on the process, which I feel that I was definitely not, <laughs> um, you feel like, you know, when I feel like when can I start a business uh, if I'm not educated on it? So what advice would you give to uh, businesses who are like, I want to start this business, but I have no money. I don't know what I'm going to do besides coming to the bill class and figuring out the step-by-step. What what advice would you give them about trying to, if they feel like they're not educated enough, what advice would you tell them to go? Would you tell them to read a book? Would you... How would you tell them about going about getting started started with their business? So, um, so not having um, not having capital to start with, right? Some kind of fund is a big deal and it's something to consider. I mean, um, folks who who go in it um, with not a lot of personal leverage, whether it be a promissory note from a family member, right? That's the best kind of loan you can get, by the way, a zero percent interest loan <laughs> from your grandpa or your mom or your dad or your sister or your aunt who is able and is willing to support you in that way, um, because. We're getting into some more of the, the breadth of the conversation mm-hmm. here, but you'll need some kind of you know personal capital leverage, and particularly once you get to higher loan amounts. So, um, friends and family first. <laughs> friends and family first is what you would tell them to check with their friends and family for um, just to in, to get started, right? To evaluate sources of um, capital to begin with, and then just you know going back a step, thinking about is this the right time for me? You know, there's all kinds of tremendous resources in the city, like the Build Institute, Prosper Us. Lifeline, um, some of these earlier, more ideation type um, business uh, model um, sort of support organizations that are incredibly difficult. Have you get to think through, is this um, a profitable business model, right? Mm-hmm. You can be really great at making beautiful quilts, but if those quilts don't make you profit, you got to find another way mm-hmm. to get to that. So maybe it's part of a, you're selling as part of a collective, you're selling only online, you're finding a way to pop up or hit strategic vending markets or festivals. Um, but you really need to hone in on the profitability, right? And that gets into the numbers, the whole point of the conversation here today, right? Do you feel like it depends on what type of business, though? Because if you are a business that business that does not have a product, you know, so I actually started, I didn't have any money. At, and my friends and family are broke. Nobody has any money. I mean, I not to be funny, just like I grew up very poor. I know that my family and, and my parents, they... They don't even, my parents are fixed income, you know, we, they don't own property. We did not have that, there's nothing that I can get from really anyone. And like going back to what I said before, I'm not a person who asks for help. So when I actually quit my job, I had $1,500 and my rent was due. So for me, I didn't have like a product to sell, meaning, you know, like soaps and that type of thing where I would see an immediate return on. It was more so uh, of a service. So that's why I asked, do you feel like it could be because of depending on the type of business or do you feel like um, just in any business, like you got to have some something. You do have to have something. Uh, for me, I feel like I just sacrificed the rent money and that's really not the way to go. So within doing this, I wish that I had listened to like a podcast or something or some form of books or something to know like where do I go from here because I kind of like I always tell people I did things the non-traditional way and I don't recommend that everyone does it the non-traditional way well I think I'll double down on the friends and family but also the community at large you have new friends just around the corner when you're starting entrepreneurship and Mm -hmm. I think that's something that's particularly special about the Detroit entrepreneurship community is that people are looking to collaborate and looking to help Mm -hmm. and when you're getting started whether it's a product or a service just starting to talk about it and get out there as much as possible so you can find the people that have those opportunities that can help you out, whether it is a marketplace uh, for a product or for a service, or it's getting people to 
uh, tested or pass the word along about what you're doing uh, because it is really hard when you don't have access to capital right away. Um, but there are ways to start collaborating and get things at um, a, a more affordable rate or learn from people who are doing the same thing. So if you're working at a service and you don't know what's next, then find someone else who's doing something similar and, and ask for help and grow that network. Mm-hmm. Um, because people, I think, are looking to help you out, but you have to be doing it. It's a lot easier to get that support when you uh, are already in motion. And I feel it's about the way that you ask, too, how you ask for something or how you appro- your approach, your approach and how you talk to that business who may have a similar product. Because I know that when you do have some similar products, people are just like, okay, this person, are they trying to steal my idea? Do they want to do things exactly the way I do them? So I feel like in the approach, uh, it just depends on the approach. People ask me sometimes about like putting together events and I just tell them like, you have to be very organized, you have to do this. And, and I tell uh, other businesses, you are the key to your brand. Someone can come out with something that says, you know, ask, uh, all things Detroit too. But the key to that brand is myself. So it's not going to run without Jennifer Crawford and it wouldn't run without you guys, without Cassie, without Amy, like whatever business you have, because you are the key to your brand. And if we sit back and think about people stealing it and copying our ideas, I mean, the world is full of competition in every aspect. So I don't feel like it. Did you want to say something? Yeah, absolutely. No, so I, I'm, and I'm glad you went down that path because differentiation is what you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. It's critical. So if we stopped and looked and thought, I'm never going to open a bookstore because there's already one in the city. Like it, the city is so large. <laughs> yes. You can have 50 bookstores and still um, not cover the whole territory. So it's about, to your point, Jennifer, about your personal brand. Wait, what is the difference in the value that you bring, whether it's through you as a service provider, mm-hmm. your personality, your ethics? Your um, customer service, um, your you know excellent delivery, um, or through products, right? What is the hand touches that you make on your candles, on your T-shirts um, that differentiates you, that makes you better, that gives you just that leg up? That even in a tight margin industry like apparel, for example, right? That you think is enough, whether it's the quality of the T-shirt or the ink or the application method. Um, there's always room for innovation, right? <laughs> We're always we'll never room. we'll never be um, set on any one thing. I can guarantee you that. And I had a friend, a close friend of mine. He said that his father, his uncle, was able uh, to stay in business for 30 years because he was always reinventing himself. He was always being innovative and coming up with different ideas to. You know, just like Amazon, they come out with something like every day. Now they're offering for, you know, just, you know, everyday people to make extra money delivering packages, you know. So they're bringing the community in and and creating jobs and things like that. So they're always coming up with something new. And I feel like that's important, too, uh, when you are doing the business. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, like, Kiva and Detroit Soup, uh, that you guys kind of took over Detroit Soup now. And uh, a lot of people don't know about uh, Kiva Loans, Kiva Financing. I've actually uh, donated to a lot of Kiva Kiva Loans before from several businesses who I've known who are starting business, and they did a Kiva Loan. And I think that a Kiva Loan is actually great, but I don't know the story of Kiva Loans, how it got started, the whole process. So if you want to share some of that information. Absolutely. So Kiva is really based on the idea, uh, as Amy said, that friends and family money is the best. If you can get that 0% interest loan, that's amazing. But as we touched on, not everyone has that. And it's it's really inaccessible uh, to get that funding in a lot of ways if you don't have that from your family. So Kiva's goal, in a way, is to be able to extend that network and get you a 0% interest loan from a greater community if you don't have that immediate connection yourself. So Kiva offers 0% interest loans up to $10,000. They're oh, wow. crowdfunded. 
they are from the community and they're really based in support. I know a lot of people get a little anxious when they hear crowdfunding because it sounds like you've got to do a lot of work to mm-hmm. go get that network. But the key is that Kiva as a company is based in San Francisco. They work in 86 countries um, all, all over, and, and they also uh, do that through connections and through partnerships. Mm-hmm. So Kiva is a partner of Build Institute so that we're able to offer that on-the-ground support and make sure that people aren't going through the crowdfunding process alone, mm-hmm. but they have someone right there to help them with it. So um, again, it, it's no fees, none of those hidden fees we were talking, talking about, about earlier. I didn't know it was 0% interest. Yeah. I didn't know that at all. I didn't even... Absolutely no uh, no interest, and um, it's really looking at your business holistically. So mm-hmm. we're, in addition to looking at your finances, um, but looking pretty um, pretty much at your whole business. So there's no minimum credit. There's um, really a broad look we're accounting for if you've been to Build Institute or Tech Town or, or other organizations to get support for your business. And we're looking at how long you've been in business, um, Really, just trying to gather the strength of you overall, um, mm-hmm. and looking less at your finances again, and and no minimum credit there either. And one question about the Kiva loan. So, you know, in small business, if businesses come into issues or they're having issues paying it back, um, what does it? Is it kind of just like any other loan where it's like a strike to like your, you know, it brings your credit score down and it goes into collections and that type of thing? Because I feel that. You know, it, they're not looking at this and that, but they're looking at your business structure and everything. And I know that some small businesses, if they come into a hard time, is are the um, you know not paying it, is it the same as not paying another kind of loan? No, um, so it's different in a in a couple big ways. Um, so there's no collateral. Um, you're really you know not putting anything up for this loan, and um, it's actually gone through a couple iterations. Um, some reporting on credit and. Um, we're actually moving out of that, um, and we, we're really working very hands-on as well. So I think that's a really important piece is that is. you're getting phone calls throughout the, your repayment. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to figure out, you know, if there's going to be a problem before before the ever, problem comes. Yes. Before the problem comes, and that makes sense. That's not someone's calling saying, "Hey, you know, your past due." It's someone calling saying, "Do you need like what's going? How is everything going?" They're concerned and just want to know that things are flowing well and that. The money that you borrowed is doing what it's supposed to do, which is help expand your business, equipment, or whatever it is. Exactly. And it's separate people. It's me calling you, Cassie (laughs) in Detroit, calling from Build Institute, telling Mm -hmm. you we have a credit check workshop or we have a class coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a team from uh, the headquarters that are going to, you know, call you as well and work on those payments. But it's really more about making sure that you have the support and can get on a payment plan. And most importantly, that your business is going to be successful. Um, so finding out what you need. So again, it, it's it's pretty separate. It's uh, calling to make sure that you're gonna be successful. Um, that's you know we're not making any. There's really no interest, so we don't make money off of these loans. Right, so right. it's really making sure that you're gonna be successful in your business. Well, I do love some of the programs that SWAT City has too. I've I've actually been through. Um, I was a SWAT City client. Uh, before when my office was located uh, in Corktown. So I actually worked with Sarah, which I love, love Sarah. Sarah's so sweet. Uh, And she just always stays in touch and just makes sure everything is okay and how are things going. It could be two and three months if you haven't even been a client for a while now. And she's just like, how's it going? We have to get together. We want to know where you are. And what I love about it is there's always classes and programs. I actually got my accountant through SWAT City. And then I also was a uh, a technical support person for branding, for marketing too, as well through SWAT City. So these are all great plans, all in the city of Detroit. Are you guys from the city of Detroit? From Detroit? I'm not. You're I not live in New Center, but I'm not from here. Okay. Where are you from? 
Uh, all over the place. All over. <laughs> I grew up downriver. I uh, I'm a GM brat. If you're if you're in the automotive circle, so mm-hmm. when we were young, we moved around quite a bit, um, and we lived overseas for a little bit too, which was really cool opportunity. That's cool, cool. And Cassie, you are from? Are you from? Detroit? No, I'm not from here either. You're not from uh, Detroit. I live in Southwest Detroit now, but I've been here for three years. I'm originally from Massachusetts. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I am born and raised in the city of Detroit, East Side, <laughs> and so. Um, well, that's great. You know, a lot of people have been moving to Detroit, moving to Michigan overall, just because, you know, everything is expanding and growing. There's so many opportunities. So people are really trying to plant some seeds here and watch them grow and expand and start businesses. So I personally think that that's a great thing. I think it's a great thing. I want to see the city expand. I want to see all of these different things happening and I want to see things growing. So, um, Welcome to Detroit, ladies. Thank From you. From Ask Jennifer. Good no. to be here. <laughs> uh, and so what about Detroit Soup? I know that there was, it was Amy who was running Detroit Soup before, and she's doing Detroit Soup in different states now, right? Yeah. So she started it with a group of people in 2010, and because mm-hmm. it's grown um, in other states, but also across the globe, she's now uh, taking a step back from day-to-day operations and looking at the global model of soup while uh, Build Institute runs the day-to-day um, along with the community. That's really cool. And so um, do you guys encourage uh, business owners to use PayPal capital at all? Uh, I have. <laughs> I have trepidation. So it's just, um, you got to really look at the fine print, right? These are the one that, these are, um, so we're you know, kind of talking about here is sort of the, the rise of the fintech, right? Financial um, tech stuff, industry. Uh, and there's a lot of fine print with this stuff, right? So even with Square, the credit card processor um, that you use, um, they can um, seize your accounts, right? So if if um, you get behind on your loan um, dramatically, mm-hmm. right, they can freeze your accounts uh, and it gets pretty hairy. And um, so so any kind of credit card processor that doubles or payment processor that doubles as a lender I'm not going to say across the board, don't do it. There's there's reasons for you to do that, but you need to look at the fine print. You need to look at the interest being charged. You need to look at um, repayment periods, right? Can you be, do the math? Like, can you do this? Uh, and what the penalties are, right? Do mm-hmm. they give you any grace periods? Can you negotiate that? Or it's no across the board, um, and your accounts could be frozen if you get significantly behind. Uh, in some instances, some companies don't even, you can't talk to a person, right? It's mm-hmm. all automated. So you it's hard to negotiate with a computer, right? With something it like Eva, is. we can have this conversation, or even a micro lender in the city or traditional lenders. There's there's reasons to do that, lots of reasons, but one of it is that there's a person there to to work through with you. Mm-hmm. And when you uh, and on the sort of more dramatic side, um, on the sort of predatory folks like a cabbage. Um, the the rates are crazy, right? They're like thirty percent or something. Like oh yeah, that. cabbages it, is is crazy because when I first. Uh, first started out and I needed money. Um, it's it's crazy. Uh, and I think now, like, I still have a relationship with Cabbage. Um, I have gotten great things from Cabbage just by being that customer. I think my first thing was like $2,500. And that was to start like my mobile app. But this was me quitting my job, not having great credit, can't go to a financial institution. And someone said, look into Cabbage. I've looked in it before. I looked at the at the fine print and the race and I'm thinking like, 
oh my God, Jennifer, if this doesn't work, you could be in a situation. So it's $2,500. But from building that relationship with them and getting that $2,500, I actually reached out to them to say, hey, I have a relationship with small businesses. I want to learn more about you and like what you do. You guys, you know, I was able to get a small loan from you. And from that, I was in USA Today. I've been flown out to New York for interviews. So like it is for me in that instance of using something that I needed at that time, created something that was great. Like I have a great relationship with them. Uh, I wouldn't say that I would never use them again. I do know that the rates can be expensive, um, but I keep a relationship with them just because of like what I've built from just being a random person emailing them and like, you know, in, in that situation. So Cabbage, if I have a great relationship with it. So I love them. And I do see those rates and say, oh, the interest rates are pretty expensive. It's all calculated risk, right? Mm-hmm. If you work it out and if and if you figure out at 2500 even it's 30% and this is the only person that's going to give me that and I know the impact it's going to make my business, then it could very well be worth it. And it, it was really just like like a, a, a no option for me. Like I said, like being honest about like, I would say probably what, 45 to 50% if not more of like businesses or people who start out, they don't have great credit. And I don't feel like a lot of people are really honest about that. I was honest about that to say, like, I quit my job. How was I paying a bill? I didn't I didn't have anything. I couldn't pay it. So therefore, your credit is going down. It'll shoot down faster than it'll shoot up. Just like, you know, your weight, it'll shoot up faster than it goes up. <laughs> but uh, it just, uh, for like I was just saying, for me, like, it, it's things that work for different people. And I know I would never tell someone, like, hey, this 30%, like, oh, just go ahead and do it. I'm just thinking, like, uh if you're really, really needed, if this is what the option that you have right now, I'm just speaking from personal experience, then it was okay. You know, like it was it was good for me, but it was like the only option for me because who would give someone anything, you know, with not, you know, great credit or a, an established business in that way of like making it work? Because you really have to have some form of being established. And I was just like, kind of like, you know, like that type of thing. Um so this is great. So besides, uh, I know that we talked about Kiva, we talked about Detroit Soup, but besides that, what besides financial institutions, where would you say would be the best options for funding for your business? If I just say that I wanted to, uh, I needed some floating capital. I needed some floating capital because um, All Things Detroit is coming up and I need floating capital. Where would you say, hey, Jennifer, if you need floating capital for All Things Detroit, I would advise you to, first of all, who wants to give the definition of floating capital? Because I talk to people a lot of times and there's like two people who have like two or three different definitions. And what would you say that floating capital? So I, I so from my perspective, I think you're probably talking about like line of credit, right? A revolving sort of line of credit. That you a, a lot of, from. yeah. So just say if someone needed like payroll or, or different, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you can structure debt as a line of credit. Um, and so uh, as opposed to a um, flat loan, right? So instead of taking out just 5000 you can say, hey, you, you can, you have the possibility of up to a certain amount, the flexibility of only drawing down a specific amount of, a, amount of it at a time. Mm-hmm. So it gives you more flexibility. Um, I will say that um, you tend to have to have an established relationship to, mm-hmm. to have, to be able to have that, that line of credit and flexibility. Now, there are some micro lenders in the city that you can negotiate with um, as to structure part of your loan and maybe the first part of your loan as line of credit or later on. That's a, um, it's, so I th- want to make sure that we get through the conversation, um, but also talk about micro lending uh, on, a, on the more sort of formal level. Mm-hmm. And while, um, so if you're kind of going up the next step, um, but not quite ready for the Bank of America or the Chase or those folks of the world, there's a level in between. And Detroit has one of the most rich micro lending entrepreneurial ecosystems 
in the country. It's really tremendous, the resources we have. Um, and there's some specific loan funds that have more flexibility um, because they're you know, funded from philanthropic institutions or are, are um, created simply for that reason. So uh, um, an organization that's appeared to both of us, Prosper Us, uh, is a micro lender with a, mm -hmm. a lot of flexibility. They have technical assistance to work you through it. So as Kiva does, as Cassie, supporting folks, Prosper Us has staff to, to walk you through the process, stay in touch, uh, and help you and make sure you stay afloat along the way. Um, the Detroit Development Fund has the Entrepreneurs of Color Fund, which is a really tremendous initiative um, and um, and pretty unique in its nature across the country. And they also uh, have a newly established fund called the Biz Loan Fund, okay. which is really cool. So Biz Loan Fund is um, is meant for folks in that aren't don't have great credit, right? They don't have a lot of collateral. They may not have any collateral. It may be someone who's working from home base to get into a brick and mortar or someone who's service-based and needs that first like real piece of collateral equipment, um, there's a lot of flexibility there, which is really tremendous. It's a newer loan fund. Um, there's um, you know other micro lenders like Invest Detroit that sort of go up a little higher in range. They may start at like a 50000 or up. Um, the Prosperous, uh, the Entrepreneurs of Color Fund at Detroit Development Fund, and the Biz Loan Fund are really some incredible opportunities that we have here in the city for getting to get to of getting in the lane of traditional financing. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to make sure we, we snuck in some of the micro lenders there. Oh, no, for sure. That was actually going to be like kind of my next question of just to name, you know, like some of those uh, besides a financial institution, because there's a lot of people say, well, I went to Bank of America or I went to uh, Build, you know, not Build, I'm sorry. I went to <laughs> Bank of America or, or Chase or anything in like the interest rates or, you know, what they can get is just, is it's not that great. And so there's so many options in around for small businesses, especially in Detroit, I tell. And I have friends who went through Motor City Match and um, now they're going through the other process of the other Motor City Match where they're, fixing up or changing up uh, some of the buildings and different things. Restore, like that. yeah. Yeah. See, look, you know, all this lady is educated. She knows everything that's going on, especially as far as financing. And I'll that's add going on in Detroit. Oh, to that, um, not only do we have a really rich uh, ecosystem of micro, micro lenders, but we have a really connected one. So mm -hmm. it's really overwhelming, as we said, to know where to start. But the good thing about the Detroit micro lending and entrepreneurship support community is that it's really connected. So start by talking to a person somewhere and really tell them what you're looking for and what you need. And if you go to the first place isn't the right fit, we'll be able to refer you to other places. So um, we're a partner on, uh, Build is a partner on BizLoan, but we also refer people to Prosper Us and to Michigan Women Forward and to uh, DDF, to wherever you know it makes sense for people to go. And so I think the biggest thing is to, to really just start talking to someone and talking to someone well before you need it, uh, because a lot of people really miss that piece and, and come when they, they already need the funding. So uh, getting to create that personal relationship early in the process is, is really the best thing you can do. Yeah, and to that end, there's a piece of literature they actually have here in front of me, the Capital Radiance Checklist that um, Build, uh, Tech Town, and a number of our partners and microlenders across the city have collaborated together to put together on um, just breaking down really simply like a checklist, right? Like, what do mm -hmm. I need to to get to prepare to go to the loan table? So we talk about things like taxes, um, cash flow, accounting and bookkeeping, uh, marketing operations, right? That's like, do you have a business plan? Um, these are all things that we break down in this really simple guide um, that we have available for print. I think we're working on a, an online version, and um, and so talked about the connectedness of our of our core partners, folks like Prosperous, Michigan Women's Forward, as part of this initiative. 
you know, there's a lot of places to start. You know, TechTown has open office hours. are offered once monthly in every neighborhood we serve in the city. We have a version of it at TechTown called Ask an Expert. Um, but this is a way um, for us to help you get sort of your your um, boots in and navigate through the system on the ground. So just like Cassie was saying, if TechTown's not the right starting point for you, maybe we refer to Build or to Prosper Us. Or um, if you're if you're more advanced, maybe we're getting you towards the Goldman Sachs Ten Thousand Small Business Program or the SBA Emerging Leaders mm-hmm. Program. Um, there are uh, free consultations that a lot of our partners offer. Um, ours are open office hours. Prosperous is similar neighborhood office hours that will get you in in the conversation. And because we are so highly collaborative, it's a it's an incredible resource for entrepreneurs that we will um, readily refer back and forth and make sure. Um, that we're really positioning people at the right point uh, and getting them the resources that they need. Well, that is great. That is all great information. And I hope that someone who's listening today, they'll be able to, I'm sure that they'll be able to benefit from this information. I know I definitely did because a lot of these things that I did not know, certain things, I wouldn't say a lot of them, but a lot of things, certain things I did not know myself uh, about the biz loan and different things like that. I don't have any uh, actual loans, but I'm definitely working on... um, one thing with securing funds and money was definitely a learning experience for me in my business. I would just say that. It definitely has been. Uh, I feel like also two people look and see certain things and they think like, wow, they must have like a lot of money. But then one thing I'm learning is as your business grows, as all these platforms you create and everything that grows, you your I would say your expenses grow a lot, a lot, a lot. And that was something I think that I I ended up I had I wasn't prepared for it ahead of time. I was prepared for it, but I didn't see it coming at that time. I'm like, oh, I can just add this and I can just add that. And it's like all of these things add up. So now when your expenses are here, they're here. And you have to have a certain amount of money coming in to maintain those expenses. So I would definitely say securing funds, learning about just you know small business capital, learning about any type of funding for your business is definitely important. And you guys do workshops all the time. A lot of the time that they're free. <clears throat> Excuse Almost me. always. No, excuse me, almost always that they're free. There's no charge. So I think that just, I want you to tell everyone, thank you guys so much for being here and, and chatting with me about securing small business funding. Uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about while we're here? Because I, I want to get you guys to kind of introduce yourself, uh, tell everyone where they can find you and give all that information, but we'll do that a little bit towards the end. But if there's just any key, just one thing that you want to say to anyone listening, if they're if you want them to contact you directly, if there's a website they should go to, just kind of like let them know. I think one thing you know I'll add that we we brought up a little bit earlier is just that it's really scary and it can be really overwhelming. Yes, and it can also feel really shameful when you talk about credit. But we know that that's there's so many reasons that people can have bad credit, and mm-hmm. so often it is nothing to do with you or how you're running your business, and it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. And all of the people that are working in these different organizations that we mentioned, we have worked with so many small businesses. We've probably seen it all and we're there to support you and your business. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think a lot of people can feel really intimidated by the process. And so I think just really making it clear that we are here to meet you where you're at and to support you and get you started. Uh, We think that um, I know I, I believe that anyone who has a good idea just needs the resources and support to start a business. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the big key between someone who has an idea and someone who has a business. It's it's that access to resources to community, and that's what we're and and funding, and that's what we're trying to provide here. Yeah, and I think another critical resource of the conversation is called Operation Hope. They're mm-hmm. a national nonprofit organization that has quite a presence here in the city. They have an office in Tech Town. There's an office at Northwest Activity Center, and I believe there's an East Side location as well. 
Um, so a lot of the credit repair agencies are for profit. If you look at the fine print, it seems like a, a good thing, but somehow they're getting a cut, right, mm-hmm. of it. This is a, a, a completely nonprofit um, organization that works with folks, both um, both regular everyday people and business owners to improve their credit score. Uh, we have worked with them quite a bit. I have seen folks, you know, with 100, 150 point improvements on their credit score. And it wasn't, it ended up being a big deal. Like with the assistance of these trained professionals, um, there's some very specific processes and steps they go through. For some people, it's like within a couple of weeks, some people it's a little longer. Um, but I really encourage folks to take advantage of that opportunity uh, and the resource in the city. Not a, not a lot of entrepreneurs have it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just a tremendous organization. And with some really simple and diligent steps, you can make some great strides in credit repair. That's awesome. Because there are a lot of credit repair companies out there that say, fix your credit in like two days. You know, it's like, okay, like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, so, Cassie, please tell everyone where they can find you, um, what to look, anything that you have coming up uh, in the new year. So uh, the best place to get all the information is buildinstitute.org. Uh, from there, you can learn about Kiva, you can learn about Detroit Soup, our classes, our market pop-up opportunities, all of our upcoming events. Uh, we're going to be having uh, citywide soup dinners and neighborhoods and really a lot of places to get started uh, with an idea. And you can contact me directly at cassie at buildinstitute.org. And I, I meet one-on-one with anyone who wants to learn more about Kiva, uh, learn more about soup, learn more about our, our different programs. Awesome. And Amy, where can we find you? Because you are, you guys both are just great and full of information. I've like definitely learned a lot today. Yeah, and I'm one small part of TechTown. <laughs> so TechTown is deceiving, right? We have tech in our name, and we have a lot of tremendous tech-oriented programs uh, on the place-based entrepreneurship side, right? Um, the sort of normal, uh, everyday business, small business folks. Uh, there's lots of opportunities. There's a Sweat City program. I mentioned that's our neighborhood small business program. Um, I have five really um, incredible senior portfolio managers that assist our work across the city. Um, we also have retail services, which is now what Sarah Donnelly heads up, um, my tremendous colleague. So we have a pop-up space in Midtown called the Cass Collective. Mm-hmm. We have the shop, which is a free pop-up opportunity monthly at TechTown. Uh, and then, of course, Retail Bootcamp, our um, now twice annual retail um, accelerator. So the easiest point of entry um, is our open office hours. Um, so techtowndetroit.org slash open office hours. I think that's pretty close to the link. If not, um, please feel free to reach out to me directly, amy at techtowndetroit.org. Uh, Ask an Expert is a great program at TechTown. We have our subject matter experts that we use to support small business owners in the field and the neighborhoods um, available for the public to sign up and meet with. So these are marketing experts. These are um, some of the tech-oriented stuff. Um, these are, you know, branding and web development. Um, PR. And, I've actually took one on, PR, one on PR before. <laughs> yeah. No, it's an incredible resource and available to anyone. It's free and it's at TechTown. You just sign up on our website. So there's lots of endpoints and, and ways to get started with us. And like I said, you know, we're part of this really tremendous entrepreneurial ecosystem here in the city that Detroit is is one of few cities really in the nation with this strength of resources. And so... Uh, it's great that if you start somewhere and you're not maybe in the right spot, we will we'll all work to get you in the right spot. It's in all of our interest to boost up um, this tremendous community we have here. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, ladies, so much. This has been so great. 
And I will definitely be hearing for you. You guys will be hearing from me in the future, the very, very near future. Uh, I definitely going to stop by and see Sarah very, very soon. So thank you guys. Thank you everybody for listening to Ask Jennifer the podcast. I am Jennifer Crawford. Uh, tune in next time where we discuss everything small business. You can follow me on at Ask Jennifer. That's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And that's J-E-N-N-Y-F-E-R. Thank you. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. Stay up on the real culture of Detroit by tuning in to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network weekly. Music, art, business, comedy, and never-before-told stories from the people of Detroit.